1: Enjoy a tall, cool, dude. What is this?
3: What what are we doing? What in God's name are we doing? What?
1: Our lives! What, What kind of lives are these? We're like children, we're not men. No, we're not. We're not men. It's the nightcap. Are we gonna be sitting here when we're 60 like two idiots? We should be having dinner with our sons when we're 60. We're pathetic. You know that? No, like I don't know that I'm pathetic. On WGR, Sports Radio 550. So then you asked yourselves, isn't there something more to life? Yes. Yeah, well, let me clue
3: you in on something.
4: There isn't.
0: All right, welcome back to The Nightcap. Joe DiBiase here on WGR. We're going up to 9 o'clock on Jack Eichel, The Trade. Peyton Krabs, Alex Tuck, we got another first-round pick, three in 2022. Take some more of your calls at 803-0550. Also, my buddy Jordan Hanskin from the Locked On Sabres podcast, my partner in crime over there, I believe he's going to join me in this segment to talk more about this trade, but I want to get some more of your calls in first. So let's do that, uh, and let's start things off with Chris in Seattle. Chris, you are on the nightcap. How's it going? Good, good.
3: Um we're in, my wife and I are in Seattle we're lifelong sabers fans and um have a lot of good memories about the sabers not so much in the last 10 years or so and um I think this you know we've been watching and listening you know um over uh, regards to Eichel's trade and I think it's a good trade from a money perspective because it freed up a lot of cap and um when you, when you go to building the team again what what are your thoughts on trying to get a more balanced team you know like why not try to shoot for four good lines instead of having a number one line that uh, costs a ton of your cap um i'm just curious you know like uh, why why is it necessary to have a guy that is you know um a superstar and you know big name big draw but you want to win games. And maybe you wouldn't have a better chance of winning games with uh, a more balanced team. So I'll hang up and listen to your response.
0: Yeah, listen, Chris. Like, I think of two things off the bat. I think of examples of teams like this. There were Sabre teams that did not have that superstar center. And we were desperately trying to get him. And we were stuck trying to squeak into eighth place every year. But... There's the New York Islanders. (laughs) Like... They have been one of the more successful teams in the Eastern Conference the past two or three years, and they don't have that guy. I mean, Matthew Barzell's great, and maybe he deserves more credit for it, but they're kind of that that plucky, scrappy team that just they play, they're all bought in on the style. So I don't want to tell you it can't work, but I'm still gonna want to be the guy to tell you I I do I need it. I, mu- I think I most likely need that level of player at that position. And maybe they'll find it. Maybe Cousins will become that. I think Krebs is more likely than Cousins to have that offensive ceiling. Um, but I understand your point, and I think that's, an- that's a pretty positive way to spin uh, today's trade. It's going to be a little special edition of the Locked On Sabres podcast. Here live here on WGR. My buddy Jordan Hanskin, partner in crime at Locked On Sabers, joins me now. Uh, Jordan, are you? How how did that sound to you, by the way, that last caller and that 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 topic?
5: Um. Yeah, I I totally uh, get the idea that uh, you need the star player in hockey, but I just feel like time after time we kind of we kind of learn that hockey's the the weird game of all the other ones where the the star player isn't the necessity it's really like just the way the team gels um, together uh, now do we want a star center absolutely absolutely we do um, but the way things the way things went with this one is just it was it was time for both parties to move on and turn another quarter for the better of each of them
0: so how, how did you find out about the trade did you wake up to it
5: uh, yeah, um, I, woke, I woke up to it. I was actually I was actually at work, and I checked social media, and I was like, "Oh, Eichel, has gone." Um, you know, I was thinking today, "Oh, Sabers get to play their first ever game against the Seattle Kraken. Nothing could be a bigger story than this."
0: And the, um, did you forget that that <laughs> game is yeah. coming up in an hour and forty five minutes.
5: Right. Yeah, it's weird that they they actually have a game today. Um a day that really is a turning point in the franchise history. I feel like we've had a bunch of those in the past few years. Um so,
0: Yeah, so like what is yeah. what has today been more for you? Has it been more focus on, you know, what they got in return and looking ahead or has it been more anger and sadness kind of looking back on the last 6 years?
5: Well, anger and sadness, I don't really feel that. Um there's disappointment for sure. I mean, I the, the sadness isn't there because I don't think like I haven't had like a lot of great moments with Eichel. Um, a lot of it's just been like the things that stick out to me more, which is sad. And even though he's like a superstar talent, he's made some amazing moments and great stuff happen in Buffalo. We have the wins haven't come, and there haven't been meaningful games. Um, the stuff that sticks out to me more is him like slashing his stick against the net. Cause he's so mad because the rest of his players aren't playing up to the level that he wants them to play at. Um, it just seems like this was like a, it was a breakup that was just impending. Like they try to make it work, try to make it work. And then this injury happened and there was no way they could make any of this work anymore. Um, it just seemed like it was, it was a long time coming for this. Um, Mm-hmm. The thing is, the Sun's going to come out tomorrow, and we're going to look at the the future of this team. Uh, the Rochester Americans instantly got a lot more exciting. Yes. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm ex- I'm excited for the future. I wish we got more for Jack, but considering what we got for Rizka what we got for Reinhardt, the haul for all these guys, this roster turnover, not that
0: bad. When you see the list of all of it kind of put together, it's, it's a foundation. It, it feels like a foundation that you can legitimately build upon. Um and feel like the cupboards are full. You know, none of not all of these guys of course are going to hit, but if I get half of them to become the players to hit their ceilings essentially, then I think I've you've really got something that could be successful. Um so I agree with that for sure. There's been a lot of I mean, Eichel was going to do these interviews it seems like regardless. That's that's kind of clear at this point and maybe that Helped spurn a trade to happen in the last twenty four hours is the Sabers did not want him going on national television and just blasting the organization for not allowing him to, to to get the neck surgery that he wanted the right to do what he wanted with his own body, um. But how was that? How was all that set with you? Especially like I think Jordan like probably the most interesting comment that's come out of all this is Eichel saying before last season that if you're going to go into a rebuild, I I don't want to be here for that, and I guess. I think that's human nature. It's kind of why, like, how many times have we talked about it? You know, eventually he's going to want out. You can't just do this forever. So I don't really blame him, but I guess it's at least interesting that that conversation with the Sabres wasn't this pass-off season. It was before last year that he said, rebuild and I'm out.
5: Yeah, I hope that the Sabres didn't make these medical decisions out of spite. Um, I guess the only people that know that for sure are the people that are in management. Um I just I, I don't I can't really get myself to believe that. Now could it have could it have like made the Sabers less likely to trade him? Absolutely, but I, I, I just think the Sabers did the medical thing because that's what they thought was best for their team, um, which was definitely in Eichel's mind not in the best interest of himself, and at, the, at some point. You know, you got it. Everybody's got their own job to do. Jack's got to look out for himself at some point. He can't always be team, 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 especially in a situation like this with your with an injury. And the Sabers, though, they always have to be team, team, team. They always have to be thinking about the Sabers logo and how to better the franchise, how to start winning more games. And if they were concerned about the injury, that's what they had to do. Um, I, I wish that it, it didn't end that way. Um, I like what Eichel said in the interviews. I thought that, you know, he was good to the fans. Like he didn't, he didn't make it like, you know, I, I, I can't stand that team. Right. I hate that. I hate that place. I never want to be back there again. I thought he ended on a good note um, with the fans. And uh, like really in the end, I, I wish him all the best. I mean, he's not on the Rangers. He's not on the Bruins.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, have
5: to, I don't have to see him all that much. Like <laughs> go be happy in Vegas. Like, I'm totally fine with that.
0: Is that not the the biggest? Is that the biggest win of today? The fact that it wasn't the Bruins or the Rangers.
5: <laughs> uh, yeah. Like I would have been fine if he went to Calgary too. Like that would have been that would have been okay. Apparently, that was just uh, nonsense, right? Uh, that seemed like the reports came out that the Calgary thing wasn't real. My
0: my theory on that. My theory on that is, Eichel's agents put that out there. To help get a, get Vegas to up their offer, because that's where he wanted to be. Okay. I like that. I, I like that theory. I think and maybe, maybe they were... How much pull would they have? They would have some. Because, again, if you're Eichel, Vegas over Calgary in a runaway. I mean, the Golden Knights... Well, first of all, it's living in Las Vegas, Nevada versus Calgary, Alberta. Um, and I think, again, as someone that's never been to either city, I feel like that's a pretty easy uh, advantage, Vegas. And then the Golden Knights are built to win a Stanley Cup right now. And like we've talked about the Flames a couple of times. They're a bad season away from blowing the whole thing up. Like Goudreau's on a one-year deal, no one wants no one thinks Matthew Kachuk wants to stay there. Um Monahan is not the same player that he was. Like Calgary's not a good situation if you're Eichel. So, who does it benefit? Who does it benefit if you put out this obscenely overvalued Eichel trade offer out there? The hell, oh, this is what's on the table for Calgary. Well, all right, Vegas, kick your butt into gear. Like, let's go. To me, Eichel's represent representation would would be benefited by putting that news out there. That's that's just my theory. Um, but obviously, you would have preferred the Flames' offer had it been real.
5: Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I was very excited about it. Um, apparently, though, I did see like Matthew Tkachuk had a Private meeting with his GM after the trade, right? After the trade rumor, um, so I don't know if that means that he's like upset. I mean, it sounds like he's he's pretty upset that he was pretty uh, either rattled by the rumor or angry about it. Um, so we might have also just you know broke up the flames.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Jordan Hanskin, locked on Sabers um, here on the nightcap on WGR Sabers pregame starts in about 40 minutes. All right, how about to what they got? Um, I feel like this late in the process, didn't this feel like about as good as they could have done? Crabs, Tuck, a first and a second.
5: Yeah, um, I would have liked no protection on the first. Um, I would have just liked them to just give us this year's first. Um, But I do get it if I'm them. They haven't had an amazing start, and they haven't – And they they know they're not going to see Jack until, what, January? At the best? Like, late January? So
0: I think the timeline on that. Eichel said today, it's a three-month timetable for return. Um, And the best-case scenario. Eichel said on ESPN today, and I believe also with Friedman, his goal is to play at the Olympics. Eichel said his goal is to play at the Olympics for Team USA. So that's the earliest. That's the first couple of weeks of February, which means he'd be returning to the Golden Knights in late February. And then um, what like Friedman kind of put out there is if that's not realistic and it becomes clear that's not going to happen, he's probably going to return late March. But what's what's the story here? He's going to be playing for Vegas late in the regular season, and obviously I'd have to imagine they're, if they don't – they have a lot of injuries right now. So they do have to get healthy. Like Pacioretty's out. Stone is out. William Carlson is out, obviously. Now Eichel is out. They got to get healthy, but like during the story, of the season's going to be what's Jack Eichel look like in the playoffs? Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, I, I mean that, they should still make it. Their division's pretty bad. Um, right. Yep. But yeah, like I, I think the the return that we got uh, for him is is pretty good. Like I I like Alex Tuck. Um, He's another one. I mean, it's interesting that two injured forwards, right? Two injured NHL players, both getting traded for each other. Right. Um, no one's is,
0: lineup is uh, impacted tonight.
5: Right. Right. And the Sabers decided to take the prospect and let him let him get some AHL reps in. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it is very interesting in that regard. Um, but I do like Dale Tuck the player um, on our end. Uh, seems like a decent goal scorer. Yep. Eighteen goals I saw last year, um, so yeah, I don't I don't know a ton about him. I just know that like when I would watch Vegas in the playoffs, he would be a guy that would stick out to me on the ice.
0: Skates like the wind, and he's six foot four. Um, so yeah, all right. Um, last thing, like for how does Eichel? How is he remembered? Like, what's his legacy? Do we? Is it all going to be bitterness? Like. 20 years from now are we still going to be mad that they were terrible for 6 years? Will we? Cuz you kind of said it earlier. I I'd love to say we'll kind of appreciate him for how great a player he was, but because the team was never good, like where what are the moments that you remember? Like you've got to pick out specific regular season goals when the team was 10 games under 500.
5: Yeah, his saber impact is just not that large to me. Like, I think Jason Pomerville is a larger Sabre figure than Jack Eichel is. And it's nothing that Jack Eichel didn't do. It's nothing that he couldn't do himself. It was just the fact uh, that they were so mismanaged for so long that it just, it just never came to fruition the way that it was envisioned uh, back when Tim Murray was the manager, back when the tank was created. It's just... Uh, it just never culminated in anything worth getting excited over. And that's that's the thing that uh, Eichel, not, to his, not his fault at all, but that's what he'll be remembered as is what could have been had they managed the team properly. And it's not just on Murray, it's not just on Botterill, not just on Kevin, but it's the culmination of all of them all the mistakes that were made during the Eichel tenure is just, this is what we get. Um, but I do think the, the turning over the new leaf with this group, like there is some optimism. Like I'm, I'm pretty excited. Like we, I keep thinking, I'm like, we got, okay, we got Krebs, Paterka and Quinn who are all Paterka and Quinn are all looking, they're both looking really good in Rochester. And then we got Owen power, I think point a point per game right now in Michigan. Yep. Um, so like, there's a lot of excitement with a with a young fun team right now. I mean, yeah, they're they they dropped a couple in a row, but like I still think they're playing at a decent mm-hmm. rate right now. They just they look like a team that's going to be fun, maybe closer to the closer to present time than than you would expect. So yeah, looks good. I'm excited.
0: Mike White plus 10 and a half at the Colts tonight. Who do you got?
5: Oh my. Uh, <laughs> God, give me the Colts. Mike White he, can't do that twice. He's though.
0: 3 for 3 for 23 yards on their first three plays. I'm watching it right Uh-oh. now. He's dealing. Zach Wilson's in trouble, right? Oh man. You yeah, know we're getting. The coach would not refuse. I mean, he wouldn't just say he got he got he's had the setup. He said he could have easily said Zach Wilson's our guy uh, when he's healthy. He did not. Oh, we got a flea flicker right now. I don't think I'm supposed to be doing play-by-play live on the air. Um, incomplete. All right. So this,
5: uh, is, this is Carson Wentz-Fold's part two, right?
0: <laughs> the Jets would have to win a Super Bowl with Mike Same White. draft spot. I, I had to – I'm sure you saw it. I had to, to to start a fire the other day just just to do it. You know, I wasn't being serious. But the Jets' two best wins are better than the Bills' best win. Like, just, just had to say it. I guess I didn't have to say it, but I did say it. Um, so, anyways. Well,
5: it depends on what you think of the Chiefs.
0: Every week, that doesn't look like as good to win. Right? Even this yeah. pa- even Monday night, they win, but it's the Giants, and you almost lost it. You didn't score a lot. Um,
5: if I'm picking head-to-head, though, I'm giving the Chiefs over the Bengals any day.
0: Okay. All right, that's still fair. It's Mahomes. <laughs> All right, Jordan. Th- thanks for joining me, and uh, we'll talk on the podcast soon. You got it. See you. Jordan Hanskin, locked on Sabres. You can follow him on Twitter, at JRHanskin. We will take a timeout here. I want to get to more of your phone calls when we come back at 803-0550. We're a half hour away from Sabres. Our first ever Sabres Kraken pregame show. That's coming your way at 9 o'clock. Puck drop is at 10 here on WGR. All right, welcome back to the nightcap. Joe DiBiase here on WGR, about 25 minutes away from Sabres pregame. Sabres and Kraken tonight at 10 o'clock. Dustin Tokarski starts in net. Victor Olofsson still not ready to return to the lineup. I don't know if I'll be staying up for this one. I got an early morning tomorrow. These games go late. You know, you love Sabres after dark until you got to get up in the morning. I guess that means I don't love Sabres after dark. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number. It's snowing also. Like, okay. Just looked out the window and oh, there's snow. I got the the red fall leaves on the tree, looking looking good, and then snow around it. So winter is coming, I guess. More on the Eichel trade with callers. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number. Let's start with Joe. You're on the nightcap. What's up, Joe? Hey Joe, how you doing tonight, man? Good.
4: It sounds like you've had a long day and you put some hours in so
0: I, far tonight. I I I'm running on pure adrenaline at this point though. You get a trade like this and it's like a shot of espresso. Yes, I, I've actually been I've been at work and I've had my
4: my phone on, my earplugs in, and I've been listening to the station all day long and I've I've known cool. what you've gone through tonight. <laughs> and I'm not really gonna comment too much about the what ifs and like the whys you know what, it, this is over with, Icle is gone, and now we're moving in a new direction. I really don't want to call it a rebuild, but it seems like we finally have a coach and players that are enjoying to go out there on the ice and play for the coach. Um, what I want to say is we got to give these guys Adams and uh, Craig Adams and Kevin Adams, sorry, and uh, our coach uh, Don Granado. Yes, yep. you, you got to give these guys some time to get what they see as developing a team out there. It, it can't be a two-year stint and then just blow everything up. we got to give these guys some some time to get this team in the dire- direction that we see that, that it's going in.
0: I agree with that. I agree with that. I think one of the problems that the Sabres have had over time, well, no, actually, you know what? you got to give them time, but we need to see signs, in my opinion, that they're the right guys for the job. Because, like, Kruger is the prime example of this. When you know you've got the wrong person in charge, sometimes timeline doesn't matter. Sometimes you'll find out quicker with certain individuals. So, so far I'm seeing enough signs from both individuals that make me think they deserve more. They deserve a few seasons. Granado it's hard to see this because of the style he plays and how how good he is with the players and like I think you made a good point about the players do seem as though they enjoy playing for this coach and you've n- not been able to say that in the past. So I guess Granado i would think is probably absolved of this but if Adams starts making these trades where he starts you know giving away assets and not getting much in return kind of how Murray did at the end then I'll get to a point where I'll, I'll I won't care about timeline you got to be able to show you got to show me something you gotta at least it's like a quarterback in the NFL show me enough to know I should keep going with you if you're so bad that I'm, it's pretty clear that you're not it. All right, you're not getting, you know, EJ Manuel. You're getting 12 games, and I think I'm good. I think I know what I got. But if you do what Josh Allen did in his rookie season, and it's all right, he wasn't amazing, but ooh, look at this, and look at the jumped over the linebacker. Look at this throw he made against Jacksonville. It's like all right. Obviously, twelve games like it was enough for EJ, not enough for Josh Allen. Different situations, different individuals. I, I don't want to be beholden to you know, like giving Kevin Adams three seasons because that's just what I want to give him. You you gotta you gotta you gotta I think take it on a case by case basis. Uh, thank you for the call, though. Uh, good call, Joe. I'm gonna go to Adam next on the nightcap. What's up, Adam?
2: Um, hey, sneaky Joe. I, I gotta be real with you. This is. Uh... Top five worst days as a Saber fan for me—it's right up there with how I felt driving home over the Skyway at four in the morning in '99, or driving back from Carolina after the after Rory Fitzpatrick lost the puck in his skates in '06, or losing Drury and Briere in '07. I mean, I just feel like we gave away an elite player for a group of maybes or couldbes when any owner in my fantasy football league knows you don't do that. Why? (laughs) Because it's not possible to replace an elite talent on your team. Um, It's not easy. And I'm just struggling right now. I'm I'm, kind of done with this team, the way they treated Jack. Um, You know, I I think some media members, the Mike Harringtons and John Walrose of the world, have been waiting for this day for some time um, because of, perceived players' attitudes or something like that. I don't look at attitudes. I look at results, and I think
1: if you had a team of 20... We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds?